This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts oh hi i'm rachel zoe and my podcast climbing in heels is back and better than ever you might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, and welcome to the first episode of season four of Let's Be Real. That is crazy. I am so excited to share my conversation with singer-songwriter Ash. But before I do, I don't think I've truly had the opportunity to share and express my gratitude to you guys for listening and just being interested in this podcast. Season four is absolutely my favorite, and there are so many full circle moments that I cannot wait to share with you. But for now, let's kick it off with my new favorite artist, Ash. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. This week is so exciting because I get to talk with one of my favorite musicians, Ash. Welcome. That's so nice. This is your first podcast. Thanks. Yeah. This is so exciting. Wow. I also, I already said this earlier, but wow, I love the way I sound in the microphone. With the headphones? It makes me want to talk really low. Oh, it's like, (laughs) you just want to like do a whole meditation you could do, like a narration. Yeah. I was like, your voice is so soothing. It's soothing in person, but then when you're talking, anyways. That's so funny you say that because (laughs) I don't like the sound of my voice. Really? Yeah. Even right now talking? It's fine. It's just listening to it back. I'm like, ugh. Oh, I like it a lot. It's That's so very nice. soothing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh my Sorry, goodness. We'll just kick this off with compliments. You know what? I think that's the best way to start off any podcast. <laughs> it was a little self-love on my part too. I was like, I sound good. <laughs> just to, you know, toot your own horn a little more. I've been listening to Ray <gasps> nonstop. Oh, thanks. Can I tell you that I think the, not only the lyrics and the storytelling, but the instrumentals and the music, it just hits different. 
Thank you. It truly does. And I'm so excited to talk to you about it and with everything that's happening. The first thing I want to talk about is I know you've talked about how when you're making an album, it's kind of a snapshot of a moment in time in your life. Mm-hmm. Where were you in your life when this album was made? Ray. What's funny, because it is the perfect snapshot of where I currently am. But Ooh. when I was writing it, it was kind of like I was manifesting this current era, weirdly. I love that. It was a manifestation. Yeah, because I was still in a pretty like long-term committed relationship at the time. I was still wearing my turtlenecks. Like when I was working on this album, I was kind of like wanting to be and like graduate into this new era, but I wasn't there yet. And I like weirdly making the album kind of launched me into this place because like I can be the girl in another man's jeans. And then I broke up with my boyfriend and then I'm in somebody else's jeans. Yeah, you are. It's like, as you should be. I was like, wait, but when I wrote that song, not in my wildest dreams, did I think I'd be here now? Isn't that funny how life works like that? It just, I'm yeah. a worrier. And uh-huh. sometimes something I'm realizing, it's kind of, it all, it works out. It kind of does. Oh, yeah. If you're a worrier, I would say, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, I feel like we all have like in inordinate amount of anxiety and especially our generation and like below us it's just uh, there's a lot going on but I will say you're gonna waste away your life worrying oh yeah don't do it I know just gotta let it go because things are gonna be the way they are whether or not you like it like do you know what this kind of reminds me of maybe a song called emotional yeah, she did her homework. She listened to the whole thing. I of love you. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. We don't have <laughs> emotional. Honestly, though, like, I love that song. And it's the energy of it is like, let's just have a good time tonight. But also, I am a firm believer that, like, let yourself feel all the things. You know, let yourself go there sometimes. I think one of the things that I think that I know you can relate to is... Being a woman is really hard. And <laughs> that's just a blanket. Just a blanket just statement. Throw that so, over everything. I know. And I've been realizing it more and more, especially going mm. into school and just being on my own and yeah. just the pressures that come with it and how yeah. we're, you know, it's almost like we're not meant to be like human beings in a way. We're kind of looked at and it's hard to. Mm. It's, it's, it's just, it's really hard sometimes. And I know you've talked about those, these themes in your songs and your music. And I was wondering where that stems from and if you've dealt with it personally as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I like what you just said. I feel like you kind of hit the nail on the head with like, it's almost like we're not supposed to be human beings sometimes. Like the expect, some of the expectations on us are like just so out of this world. Like, be beautiful, but don't be too manufactured. Or that's like, fake. Because that's fake. But if you're too natural. Yeah. And then like work out and be fit, but like. Don't be too thin. Don't be too thin. There's so many. There's like all these double standards. They're like, I just started seeing this guy. And like all these things are coming up for me of like, it's fine if like he like, okay, this is so dumb. But like farts in mm-hmm. front of me. But I'm like. I could never. Because, yeah. I mean, there's a whole, there's a lot of other stuff around there, but like, I'm a human being just like anybody else. I know. And I definitely think we're, we're programmed to be like, you have to be perfect in every way. And when per- the standard of perfection changes, then you have to change with it. Oof. And you better, you better know when it changes because sometimes it changes overnight and you, it, you miss it. Yeah. But I totally, relate to you and I think that I surround myself with a lot of really good humans Mm. that see me as a human like men and women alike in my life and and everyone in between that I I have been really well protected now like I got to a place in my life where I don't have anybody in my life who doesn't expect me to like be real you know yeah (laughs) play on words (laughs) Got him. But yeah, what is going on right now in school? How is that How is that reflecting in school? Like what's coming up of like 
you know, you're not feeling like you can be a human. It's very interesting because being in film school, I'm realizing already there is not only is like the film industry very male dominated, but mm. I already had experience where I was directing a scene and a guy completely was like in my face trying to distract me and tell me I was doing it wrong. What? And I'm like, that was freshman year already. I'm like, why can't, it feels like sometimes the voice that we're given isn't enough or it's not taken seriously enough. Mm. So I think something that I'm really trying to do and establish for myself is make my, what I want clear. Mm-hmm. And because frankly, no one else is going to do it unless I do it. Yeah. You're, you have to care more than anyone else. Oh, absolutely. Also, I love this. My mom always told me that you teach people how to treat you. So like it puts the ownership back into your court of like, yeah, people can kind of out the gate, maybe treat you poorly, but then you immediately either validate them and say that's okay, or you stand up for yourself and you're like, well, that's not going to fly. Yeah. And you're constantly, everything you do to, from the moment you walk up to someone and hug them or shake their hand, you are teaching people constantly how to treat you. Mm. And so I feel like in that scenario, it's like this person is violating your personal space yeah your uh, he's obviously being super disrespectful and like in that moment that sucks but you know we learn from it and we grow from it and because that's all you can do from it i feel like yeah sometimes you just have to be like i feel like no no and i feel like something you mentioned about being in this new era i'm kind of in a new era myself kind of just like okay we're 20 now it's a new decade oh my gosh we're just 20 it's it's a new decade and yeah. I'm very excited for what's to come and for everything that I'm going to learn. Yeah. How how have your 20s been? Any, yeah. any, any advice? Oh my God. Yeah, I got some advice for you. Um, my 20s have been interesting. Cool. I've always felt like... You've been through a bit. I've been through a lot. My 20s were... I got engaged. I got married. I got divorced. I was in another relationship. I graduated college, moved to Nashville, moved to San Diego, moved to L.A., moved around, bought a house, got that divorce, had to sell that house, Mm. give half of my money to somebody else who did not deserve it. And then, ooh, piping hot tea. Um, (laughs) Ow. (laughs) Um, Divorce is messy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And at such a young age. Yeah, I was was 25. Wow. You have plenty of time to I get married and divorced. To get, yeah. <laughs> to go through it all. You're going to love it. No. Um, so that was interesting. And then I got into a very safe, lovely, kind relationship with someone who just became my best friend and then got to a point where I realized I was in a f- friendship, not mm. not like a romantic relationship. Yeah. There's um, a fine line, but the line, it's very, it's, it's, yeah. it gets I think blurred. I needed it. Like, it was perfect for the time. It was right for as long as it was right. Like, it was, Mm. I also was in a really, like, emotionally abusive relationship in my marriage. And so, like, needing to be with someone who was really safe and kind, I think, was exactly what I needed. And he taught me a lot of, like, okay, these are non-negotiables moving forward in relationships. Here's what I know that I want. Um, And knowing what you don't want is also just important, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Relationships are great. Like, I feel like they get a bad rap. It's all the breakup albums that give them the bad rap. It's all the breakup albums. Yeah. That's all everyone listens to. Or the divorce records. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it's just, which is, they're great songs. But like, yeah, there's just some lessons that you don't learn through other people. Like, you have to learn them on your own and like go through a relationship. Yeah. But anyways, what was my advice to you in your 20s? Wait. Um, hmm. What do you wish you knew going into this the decade? I do feel like a little bit on the emotional lane. I do feel like I took things far too seriously in my 20s. I take things way less serious and my 20s are almost over. Like I, I'm getting to that point where I'm like, I think people take life, just make things that aren't important way too important. And then they take over your life and then you're losing sleep over these things or over people who don't, you don't even like, 
you're trying to get approval from people you don't even care about. And they don't care about you either. It's for this abstract concept of approval. But you want them to care about you. You want them to care, but also like... In your 20s. In your 20s. Something something that I'm trying to figure out is being content with myself and just needing myself. And I feel like that's like the journey Mm. that I'm currently on right now. That's amazing. Yeah, I went to the summer. I was... Mm. The summer was all about self-growth. I went to Europe by myself. I was just wanted to see if I could do it. Whoa. So... That's bold. No. Where'd you go in Europe? I went to Paris for a week by myself. <gasps> That's my favorite city. It was so pretty. But the thing was, yeah. I was so anxious the first couple of days. I couldn't even enjoy the food. Oh, no. Doesn't that suck? Like, <laughs> well, I mean. But we got to enjoy Paris. <laughs> so after the first three days, you chilled out. After I, like, my body was like, you, do you fine. know French? No. Were you learning it no. while you were there? Mm-mm. Okay. I was just going, listening to music and Apple Maps. That was how I got around. Oh, good. Okay. Not talking to any French people. No, I did look. It was great for people watching. (laughs) It was so good for people watching. How did you order food? You know, there was a... They gave me English menus. (gasps) What? In Paris? Yeah. Or And if it wasn't, I would just like, like... Go on Google Translate and then see what it said. Oh, like the scanny. Mm-hmm. That's genius. Yeah. Wow. Modern technology, man. It's I love pretty that. great. I'm so proud of you. I don't know that I know you well enough to be proud of you, but I do feel pride. That's so nice. That you went on your own and spent a week there. That's amazing. I feel like after living through a pandemic, I'm like... Gotta get out of here. You just gotta get out and explore the world at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that this has been the summer of self-growth. For you, I think it is. I mean, I don't know. For a, that feels like the energy a lot around right? a lot of people I know right now. What about you? Oh, I mean, yeah, always. I went on this like fifty-four show headline tour. Incredible. Um, that started in April, and it just kicked my ass. It was amazing, and I finally got to like connect with all these fans that like I've just been. It's like we were date we dating each other on Tinder. Like it's an online relationship you got to have in person. Yeah, we finally got to like not fully like hug everyone because I'm on stage, but like just like connect in a real way. Why did I say that? Oh, growth. Yeah, that tour completely changed my basically my entire existence. Like how so? The view I had of myself, like seeing myself through my fans' eyes. In the beginning, I had a really hard time with it. I like went through a whole existential crisis in the first two weeks of tour because I was like, no one deserves to be loved like this. Like I remember, and I've gotten over it, and now I'm like, love me. Yeah, like love me more. Love me. Or like let, okay, well, we'll get there. But I was like, I'd walk out on the stage and like the intro I have this crazy elaborate intro and then I walk out and the music cuts and like, it's like a wall of screaming hits me. And I had a really hard time adjusting to that. It was the first time I'd ever experienced it. And while like your whole life, you like, I want to be successful. I want to be in a room where people are screaming my name and then it actually happens. And then you're like, how do I process? No one should feel this way. Like putting me on a pedestal. Like I'm, I'm a human being yeah like you're like and then you're put in another category of not only am I a woman that isn't supposed to be a human being but I'm also an artist and which I, is a whole other just a whole side all, of it whole another bag of expectations like and listen this isn't a what was me I love my life and I got to a point where I got to like oh okay but the beginning was really hard it's a transition just like anything it's change yeah and I like was really feeling the growing pains of that And then I realized, the big realization was people are going to fall in love with the version of you they have in their head. So, and even like our closest, our our parents are the person you fall in love with. It's, they're falling in love with a version of you that they've created. Yeah. And like only you get to fully intimately know you. And so what I stopped doing was making all of my fans wrong for loving me. Cause I'm like you. I'm like when you know yourself what are you guys deeply. Doing? You're like, well, stop it! <laughs> like, no. Stop it! And then you get to a point where you're like, oh no, I'm gonna just let them love whoever they've kind of made me out to be in their head, and I'm gonna be her for them mm. tonight. And suddenly, I was able to like process 
everything so much better. Because everyone views you in their own way. And mm-hmm. so it's, 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 it's a whole interesting concept, but it's so true too. Yeah. Even like your friends are like, if your friend met you prior to the summer of growth, you know. Would be a different person. They might even be like, now they'd be like, well, why are you acting this way? And you'd be like, well, I, I'm evolving and I'm changing. And, but they have a version of you mm. that they love. And so, like, I find actually that's why a lot of friendships, it's like the best test of those friendships. It's like. If you can grow together instead of just stay stagnant. Or let you grow and mm. continue to, like, let their love evolve while you evolve. This got deep. No. Real quick. Hey, it's called Let's Be Real. We're so real. We're so real, guys. We're so quirky. We're so deep. Oh my God, we're so quirky. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so quirky. I don't even try. Oh my God, I would never. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Okay, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, so much more to talk about from how the media treats people in the spotlight, your new album, Ray, and how you bounce back if things don't go your way. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. 
I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up... (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. One of the things that it's so interesting you bring up because one of the main themes I wanted to discuss in my podcast is I feel like the media and society, we put these people on a pedestal and then mm-hmm. we forget they're human beings mm-hmm. that that bleed, that cry. They're just human. And I feel like something that I'm really trying to do is let everyone know that because sometimes when I see headlines, I'm like, you're not treating them like a human being. You're treating them like an object. Mm -hmm. And I feel like also when you see these tabloids, especially with people like my age or stuff that are going through stuff and it's Mm. then they're covering it. I'm like, but they're just a teenager. And I I feel like we should all be more accepting of that. Everyone's just going through their own thing and we should just all accept people as people. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be so nice? That's, an ideal world. That's an ideal world. I think I think part of it, like, you really have to take responsibility on your own end because the world is not going to jump onto that bandwagon. I know. Like, it's but been this way. But that's what this way. podcast is. I mean, hey, you're going to change, like, whoever's listening to this podcast, you're going to change their lives and you're going to impact them in a, you know, intimate and cool way. At some point, I had to go, I'm going to stop being mad at the world all the time for doing what it always does. And and not say like, hey, it's okay for you to treat me wrong or anything. Not say that. And you you do advocate for yourself and you do stand up for you, what you believe in. You do make a podcast that creates change and impact. But at some point I had to be like, I'm going to stop being mad at the world for like telling me that getting older is ugly or that you can't be successful as you get older as a woman. And like, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I'm always going to hate that. But it's a waste of my time and energy. You just got to do what you got to do to get by. And you just got to not listen to it and do your own thing. Because that's all you can ever do. Yeah. And try to like, you definitely, I definitely grew thicker skin in my 20s. Mm. For sure. How do you not from everything you've been through though? Oh man. Yeah. It makes you the person you are today. Are you grateful for all those experiences and the person you've become today? Or do you wish some of them didn't happen? Oh, that's a good question. Well, hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I really love myself. I really like who I am. I got there in my 20s. That was a good thing. I hope you are there or you get there. That's one of those things. Like, when you look in the mirror and you're like, she's dope. You should, like... What a waste of time to think anything else because you're stuck with you forever. So wherever you go, there you are. You might as well like her, you know. Um, But I so I am this person that I like because of all the things that I went through. So, no, I probably wouldn't have like asked for them. But like my brother died two years ago in the middle of the pandemic. That's horrific. Like there's so many other like 
So many things happen in my 20s. I'm like, now I'm, you're like giving me a moment to have perspective over the last how many years of my life. And I'm like, wow, a lot went down. Isn't that cool to see how far you've come and grown? Yeah. It's really, yeah, I appreciate you for giving me a moment out of my day to think about it. No, you need to acknowledge it. Absolutely you do. Thanks. This is good for me. Of course. Because, like, we (laughs) we go through everything, and, like, if we don't appreciate it and learn from it, then the only way of failing is not getting back up. That's the only way you fail. Quote. (laughs) I love that. Absolutely. The only way you're failing is if you don't get back up. Yeah, it's not if you fall. You just get back up. Oh, no, because the fall is inevitable. No, the fall, like, it's going to happen. You might as well embrace it. Just, like, embrace the awkwardness. I've actually been trying to— mm-hmm. this. I've been trying to live by two things as of recent, Ooh, which okay. my friend told me the 1% rule, which is to do something that makes yourself 1% better in one aspect of your life every day. So it oh, could be something that. small, like going to the gym or doing yoga or doing something that helps move a goal forward, and then just being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Oh, so do one the thing. One? Yeah, the second one is to do one thing that makes you a little bit uncomfortable a day. Oh, okay. How's that been going? Oh my goodness, it's been so stressful, actually. Oh my god, it's been making me so uncomfortable. But the universe—I've <laughs> never been more uncomfortable never been, in my life. I truly like. I have just felt oh, like my no. stomach turning in and out this week. But it's been so good because I feel like the universe has been rewarding it. Can you give me a couple examples? Yeah, things that have made you uncomfortable. So I asked three different people out to coffee. Okay. Cute. But I don't know. In, don't know. But it's at a coffee shop that's like has books and it's very chill. So I was like, you know what? I don't know these people, but it's Cute. a good environment. So we're going to do that. Or I last minute, I like to go to bed early. My friends invited me to go hang out with some friends and I went. So like <gasps> little things like that. Or oh saying gosh. hi to people that I wouldn't normally say hi to or going up to someone and complimenting them like little things. I also feel like rule two kind of plays into rule one. Oh, the they go 1%. hand in hand. It's like. Yeah, like you're making yourself 1% better by like saying hi to someone you wouldn't normally say hi to and being like gracious to That's amazing. Well, I love this. I'm going to do this. Do like 1%, 1%, because when my friend told me that, I was like, we can all do something 1% to make us 1% better. That's just like, even if I do nothing all day, I can send an email that would, or draw something or do anything. I feel like it's like 1%. Moving forward. Moving forward in growth. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there is a big a bit of a stigma of like, if it's 1% better, then it's just growing you're and innately like saying maybe something's broken or something's wrong with you. That's true. Because I feel like we do have to get out of the wrongness of ourselves because we're constantly like, this about me is wrong. This about me is wrong. I, we're so hard on ourselves that I'm like, yeah, I like the 1%, but I'd say maybe like 1%, 1% growing. growing. Yeah. I like moving this. forward or something. One percent because you're not grown. broken. You don't need to make your. You're not sick. You don't need to get better. Yeah, because you're perfect as you are and wonderful. You know, I appreciate that. Yeah, I've also been living my life in three month chunks. Mm. So because I realize how much I change at the end of like three months, like I'm like a different person. Well, seasons, seasons. Yeah. So I just plan my life in three months and it helps so much. It makes things less overwhelming. Are you I like a five goals. year plan person? No. Because I, if if the pandemic taught me anything is I can't control a fucking thing, so I do it in three months. Yeah, three months feels much more realistic. Feels much more manageable. It's a length of a semester. I'm just like, okay, my yeah, mind like is a semester. That. I like that. Yeah. Do you do like check-ins? Like before the three months start, do you like journal? Here's where I'm at. And then at the end, here's where I'm at. I've been trying to get into journaling. It's The thing is, I have so many <gasps> thoughts. I have so many thoughts. By the time I have to write it all down, my hand is so exhausted. I'm so smart. I have so many words in my brain. That- I just like can't <laughs> stop writing. Like it's just nonstop. But that's the point. I know, but I do video diaries sometimes. Oh, that's cool. And it's fun to look back on like a year later. Like, oh my God, that poor girl. Look at her. <laughs> that poor thing. Look, look at her. She's she grown so much. She didn't know. She didn't fall apart then. Imagine you at 29 watching your 20 year old self and i'm sure you feel like grown and i know i'm only at the start i know i'm only at the start of it too girl i'm only at the start we're I'm all, nine years ahead of you we're we're it's all constantly at the start. what did j-lo said something about that she she was I'm like sure she i did. feel like my life is just beginning and she's like 50 and she did just get married again ah, i know and she looks better than, than both of us <laughs> oh she's so cool <laughs> she's the coolest Oh my gosh. Anyways, 
I don't know how we got to J-Lo. But. I don't know, but, but we got there. And that's what's important to mention. <laughs> that's what's important to mention is that we got there. Know, but we got there. And that was the whole point of the day. That was the whole point really? of the day. Um, <laughs> something that I really want to talk to you about is breakups. Because I awesome. I feel like I we have some viewers that are going through it. Yeah. And I think we need to talk to them. Because okay. I've got some messages people and some friends and I know a lot of people that listen to your music that mm. you've really helped oh through their breakups nice. and that's I was nice. wondering what your biggest piece of advice is in moving forward and not looking back oh my gosh <laughs> it's a hefty one I know well as someone who recently went through a breakup hmm how recent like four months ago I'm sorry that sucks no it's good I'm in love Oh, okay, cool, great, yay. <laughs> yeah, it was easy. <laughs> um, well, that's another thing. You know what you want. As you get older, you start to just be like, I know exactly what I want and what I don't want. Anyways, that's not the point of this next thing. Um, advice going through breakup, how to move forward. I think that it, it, it's so relative to what the relationship was. So mm-hmm. for instance, my marriage was very toxic, very hurtful. And uh, unhealthy. So for me, a really good way of moving forward was it actually helped me to remind myself. Like as I was leaving, I had to really give my pers- myself permission to leave. Like I was really stuck. Mm-hmm. It was also, we were in like a cycle of abuse and there was a lot else going on there. But like I needed to give myself permission to like, I would literally write down all the reasons like after I left, like of why he was not good for me and how I was mistreated. Not to focus on the negative, but to get myself out of the so you're like- not romanticizing I'm what it was. so sad. Yeah. Oh, that was so pain. Like, oh no. Like, yeah, you start going like, I was validating the girl. Like, heck yeah, you left because X, Y, Z. And you just wrote down all the icks, <laughs> all the yucks. Yeah. Ew. Is, yeah. That was necessary. But like, for instance, in this last relationship, there was nothing wrong. And I think that's why there doesn't have to be, though, too. It just could just doesn't always work. It just wasn't right yeah. anymore. And we weren't meant to be each other's romantic partners. It just wasn't how it was supposed to be. And. But moving on from that. It was such a big, what I found helpful was like, I did the opposite. Like I honored that relationship Mm. by like remembering really sweet times and being like, oh, I'm so grateful. Like, I'm so grateful that I had this person in my life in that way for as long as I did. And instead of sitting in the wrongness of the situation, the breakup, how much it sucks, you thank yourself for all the reasons why, you know, you were in it for as long as you were. Yeah. I mean, those are, again, so I say that because there's so different, many different sides. There's so many different sides. There's so many different situations and aspects. Like, I would have to ask them what their sort of breakup entails. And, Mm. like, are you friends with this person still? Did they break up with you? Did you get cheated on? Did you cheat on them? Like, there's so many. There's not a blanket answer to, like, how do you move forward? Breakups are so complicated. Yeah, because they're people. It's people. Everyone's complicated. If we try and simplify yeah. people to as not that, then it's just like, like I have the answer. Here's what you do. I will say, in both those situations I talked about, I was writing, so journaling. It really does help you. I need to get into it. It's just committing myself to it. Just like helping you process your own life. Something about writing it down, I get more clarity. That's so interesting because I got yeah. into it last year for like a month. Okay. And then my anxiety got really bad and I was like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Did, did you find that you got more anxious because you were writing? No, I felt better after I was. For some reason, I just stopped. Mm. Oh, no. I know. 20s for getting back into journaling. 20s for journaling. 20s for journaling. Yeah. I can't recommend enough. Even if you're just getting up in the morning, having your coffee or whatever, you you don't, you Arnold Palmer. Don't worry, I have a yerba mate. Okay, good. I was like, even if it's just... Like a couple sentences. Just something. Or like a paragraph. Just like literally starting your day with like, here's where I'm at. Or like, who am I today? Mm. Sometimes I'll start with that question. 
Who, who am I today? Who Ooh, am I today? I love that. Because I, while all versions and different facets are me, different days call for different parts of me. Do you do different outfits to show your different styles? Because oh, that's what I do. Yes. So who are you today? Oh, um, I'm hot. Yeah. I am confident. Go off. I am chatty. Hell yeah. I feel like <laughs> opinionated. Mm-hmm. As um, you should be. And there's a boy in town. So I'm like feeling sexy. Love. Best yeah. feeling. Yeah. But like. So thriving. For instance, four days ago, my mom was in town and I was in my pajamas all day with her and we were watching movies. And that girl was just like, who am I today? If I asked the question, who am I today? I would say I'm restful. I'm like appreciating the present with my mom. I'm meditative. I'm chill. Do you meditate? No. Oh, I've been doing it. And I don't have the patience, but I've been doing like five, 10 minute meditations like on, on YouTube. My, oh, like in the morning. And then I do it for like 10 minutes because I'm already half asleep. So it's like I'm already in that zone kind of. Do you of. think it's helping? So much. Really? I notice a big difference in my day. Mm. I can send you the YouTube link I use. Mm -hmm. It's for confidence and for manifestation. Okay. I will watch your meditative YouTube if you commit to start journaling again. Hell yeah. Okay. I can actually do that. Deal. I feel like I'm in a place where I can do that. Aw. Can't do it. Yeah, I'm excited. Also, it's kind of like when you're like, I'm going to. Like, start working out more. And then the first thing you do is, like, buy a cute workout bit. I never, I didn't just do that. I didn't just buy a second workout top. I would never. <laughs> no, that's I good. I didn't take one yoga class and bought a workout top. Why would I? It's part of inspiring yourself to keep going. But, like, buying a cute new journal, maybe at the cute bookstore that you go and have they coffee. They do have journals. Mm -hmm. I bet you'll want a journal when you get your fancy new, like, cute journal. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to read this in 30 years. Do you, okay, have you read your journals? Or are you waiting, like, for a certain time? Like, when I'm 50 or 60, I'm going to look back. Or do you just go through? Honestly, I think I'm going to burn them all. Why? Because I am so ratchet and too honest. And I don't mm. want my kids to know. Like, they don't have to know. They don't need to know. But, like, I would write things down that I wouldn't. Like, want loud. someone to find. Yeah, mm. or say out loud. Like, I get to be, I let myself be as real as possible and kind of as ratchet as possible. And so, like, I let out some anger. I let out selfishness. I let out jealousy. And it's not cute. Like, sometimes that girl on the page isn't cute. I think that's what my issue is with journaling is that I tried so hard to, like, pick my words so carefully and be like, this was my day and today and this. But I think I just need yeah. to go be honest and just write. I would say, have you ever read The Artist's Way? I have not, but it sounds cool. Okay, The Artist's Way is a book that changed my life. And there's this thing, it's called The Morning Pages. Writing it down. Write it down. God, who is it? Julia something? It's gonna Julia bother me. Cameron. Yes. Yeah. I have two copies. I should have brought one. Um, I talk about this book so much. But the morning pages is like a practice that you do and it's kind of to like unlock, like declog your oh. vision and artistic inspiration and creativity. So no burnout? So less burnout. I have, to be honest, 54 show tour and shooting music videos and getting ready to go to New York Fashion Week and then going to put out an album soon, like... There's a lot going on, and I am so well-rested. How are you mentally? I'm fantastic. That's amazing. I've never been happier. Yeah! Hell yeah! Thanks! That's awesome. I feel like, also, I also know when enough is enough. Like, mm. tour, I was like, I cannot do another show for a little while. And that needed, like, I needed to set my own boundaries. And now I get this good, nice break, put out the album. And then I go to Australia and I play like four more shows before the end of the year. Are you performing anywhere else that I can see you at? I mean, next year. Next year? I said the next, next year. year. Um, where else am I playing? And then I do a festival in Mexico. That'll at the be fun. end of this year in November. Yeah. I've never been. So that'll be cool. Sounds like 2022 is just your year. And so will 2023 be. 
it's kind of when you do look back, you're like, actually, that was pretty rocking. That was pretty badass yeah, that I we did, did that. Seth Meyers. Wait. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which, which, like, which TV show which was I on? Which TV show was it Seth Meyers? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I um, have really, yeah, I think I've just made my peace with my life. It's not like I don't get tired. I let myself get tired. And then I rest. Yeah. I sleep. Yeah. And then I I only do what's fun for me, too. As like, you should. I just choose what's fun. I'm so glad you chose this podcast. I know. This is so fun. Yay. We have to take one more quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about your new album, Ray, your favorite collaboration, and much more. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts danielle moody here host of the woke af daily podcast we've been with iheart's outspoken network for a year and what a year it has been Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. I think something I'm I'm very excited for for this new era for everyone to listen to Ray is mm. it the variety on there. Every song feels different, and that's <laughs> what I love about it. Oh, good. It has like some different vibes to it. And this new era, it's all about being sexy, being a badass, loving mm-hmm. yourself. What else is this era for for you mm-hmm. and this album? What does it represent for you? Freedom. Mm. I think freedom from like, not even from other people, but just like from my own sense of like who I thought I was supposed to be, how I was supposed to look. Mm-hmm. how I was supposed to sound like it, it, it definitely takes off like a filter for this new era. It feels very like I'm kind of bearing it all in a lot of ways. I mean, literally I'm f- like fully naked at the end of a music video. I mean, I'm covered in the right spots, but like <laughs> just a little, making just a little <laughs> covered enough. enough, but like really and authentically bearing it all in a way that I've never let myself go there before. And it's been so liberating. Hmm. And I think, I guess, my hope is that other people will feel liberated as well by listening to it. Well, I've been feeling really liberated when I've been overthinking Mm -hmm. it. I've been listening to it and it's been very helpful. I've been going on my mental health walks and I listen to another man's jeans and I'm like, hell yeah. It's just fun. It It, is fun. It's fun music. There's definitely a couple like introspective. Count on me. I love and love you need are two songs that when I heard I was just like I think love you need is my favorite that's one of my favorites too because it's like Mm. it's so true (laughs) if you haven't listened to it you know what I mean it's so true yeah it's just like a really sweet beautiful song like so wholesome and like the piano part is so inspired by Carole King like that it just makes me immediately feel like comforted can I tell you that my mom said that uh, you reminded her of Carol King and <gasps> a mix of Carol King and Cheryl Crow? Uh, and Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow. Like Whoa. she said a mix. And Those I was like, are, okay. That's a really good I mix. I agree with the Carol King. I have to listen to more Cheryl Crow to see, but I agree with Carol King. Oh, for sure, Cheryl Crow. Uh, all I want to do is have some fun. I didn't realize that was Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's such a good song. Any collaborations that you want to do or that are happening? There's one. There's one collaboration on this album. And I I can't I can't even wrap my head around it yet because this person has been my idol. Literally. This person. person. I I, I wish I could just play the voicemail I have. Uh, this person is Diane Keaton. Yeah. Holy fuck. And I, like, she. I've watched every film she's ever made. Her personality has informed my personality. Like, I... She made me, essentially. She made me. I am me. I am objectively who I am because of her. 
Like I love that. And because of my mom and because of a yeah, lot of other things. Yeah, we don't even mention that part right now. It's, but right now it's Diane Keaton Right now time. it's about Diane Keaton. Um, I just think she's one of the most wonderful people in the world. And I had the honor of meeting her in the studio. She came to like our grounds. She was on my turf when I met her. What was that like meeting Diane Keaton on, in your... I felt like a superhero. I was like... You what? are. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm also a human being. Just kidding. She's a superhero and, is, and <laughs> the, a human being. The theme. She does it all. Uh, I do it all. Um, it was really like empowering because she was recording vocals on a song that I had written. And I'm like, they're vocal producing her. Telling her what? Like some Like tips. helping her through. Yeah, like you know, sitting with the line here or like, let's just repeat that. Oh, let's just sing this in the room together until we get really comfortable. And like, it just was such like, I couldn't, what a strange way to meet your hero to like be coaching them. What was that moment like for you? Was it just surreal or did it not hit you till like afterwards? I tried to be very present Mm. because I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want to like black out for the experience and then like be like, what just happened? So I was pretty present for it. And did you just go over it all the time ever since it happened? Yeah. Yeah. I still, like, I, it's just one of those things that I think, like, again, maybe acknowledging some manifestation, like, I, my whole life have looked up to her and to be in a room with her, not just meeting her at, like, an award show or at not an event. Not Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I'm your biggest fan. Like, literally having her in my space and her her singing words I wrote. How did you, like, I'm living a a miracle. It's like, I'm, if I die tomorrow, I'm good. Yeah, you just like, you're like, you're chilling. I'm good. Yeah, I'm so happy. So I think, yeah, moments when life gets hard or tiring, I'm just like, Shut up. <laughs> You're like Diane Keaton. If you complain one more time, I swear to God, Ash, like you have, yeah, Diane Keaton literally is singing your song. So you're, just literally you're have fine. anyone say that to you if you're ever feeling sad, just Diane Keaton, those words. And they'll be like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You'll be like, oh, you're so right. She's my iPhone background. Is she um, really? Yeah. My lock screen is the boy I'm seeing. Oh, Amazing. I mean, with I'm with him. It's not just a photo okay, that's of him. Cute. Um, and then my home screen is me and Diane Keaton. It should be. Are and there, then I'm like, my life is amazing. <laughs> are there any other manifestations you want to put out there right now? Because like you did for the album? Whoa. I don't know. Honestly, it's dangerous. Careful okay. what you ask for. Because in my experience, I get the things I want. Well, let's do it. And I'm scared. I'm scared. Why are you scared? I don't know. I'll go first. Okay. I manifest to have Lin-Manuel Miranda on my podcast. (gasps) His dad came on my podcast. Anthony Ramos came on. We're so close yet so far. It has to happen. That's around the corner. It's it's got to. Um, And then being content within myself. And if anything else that's added. I love that. Your turn. That's so sweet. I was just thinking about me going, careful what you manifest. I literally, for like two months in December of last year, I really wanted Chase Stokes to do a music video with me. And I would literally journal every day like, I'm so grateful that Chase Stokes is the co-lead in my next music video. I'm so grateful that I get to work with him and we just signed the contract. Like, I literally am like just saying like it's already happening and because it's going to he's not we're not doing a music video together but we're friends now and like close send him this clip maybe (laughs) yeah i literally he was like he hit me about the song that i originally imagined him being in the music what song i hope you're not happy oh okay and i was like i really wanted to like do this whole like lover montage thing with chase stokes i just feel like it would be so hot would you ever direct a music video? Heck yeah. I could see it. That would be amazing. I just don't, I honestly, I love the director I work with. Mm. And it takes a lot of the pressure. What I don't want to do is direct a music video to say that I directed I direct, a music video. You want to do it because it's your vision. You want to execute it. Yeah. Because I of the do love it of it. Because not I, to do it. Not to say you Not did to it. be like, 
and I directed it and I You don't care like, about the title? Don't die on the freaking that cross. I yeah. don't care. So and what I love about my amazing director is he like he takes off so much pressure of me. So it's it is my vision and I am doing a bunch of the directing, but someone's just helping you ex execute it. Yeah. So I don't know. That was random. Um I would like to one day work with Harry Styles. I can say I'm going to Harry Ween, which I'm so excited <gasps> for. I'm so jealous. Oh my gosh. That's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. I don't know how or when or in what. Literally, maybe it's not even a song. Maybe it's just like we write a book together. Maybe we do a podcast together with Harry Styles. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be. I feel like oftentimes the universe will be like, okay. It, like me, my whole manifesting Diane Keaton, I just wanted to meet her. And then the universe was like, how about she sing on one of your songs? Mm. And then I was like, that's so much better. So I'll let the universe decide how Harry and I will hang out. Yeah. That, yeah. that kind of happened to me, actually. It's kind of how the podcast happened. I didn't really? expect to get anything. I just wanted to, well, I originally wanted to really interview Julia Michaels because of her song Anxiety really helped me. Um, and then I pitched it and they're like, yeah, you get a pilot. Have you interviewed her? She was the mm -hmm. pilot. She was the pilot. And then because of her, we got renewed. And now we're launching our fourth season. So you never oh. know what will you manifest. I didn't mm. even think it would, I'd get an episode. And here we are over 42 episodes later. What was that like for you when you got to interview her about the song that like helped change your life? It was really helpful because it was because of that song I got to get out of my own head. Um, mm. And that's what created the podcast. So I owe so much to her, and which was a lovely oh moment. God. So like... I bet she really, I bet that really touched her. Shout life. out Julia Michaels. Yeah. You guys should work together. Oh, that collaboration. Oh She's my incredible. goodness. I know, but the only thing with me and her is we do the same thing in the room. So I'm imagining like, like. But that's why I feel like it would just be like that on steroids, like even better. Or we're fighting each other the whole time. I don't think it would. I think, I think we'll you see. have very similar vibes. <laughs> really? Absolutely. Oh, good. Like, absolutely. I've not. I've ran into her in passing once, but we've not hung out. So I'm you may not be manifesting it, but I'm manifesting it for you. <laughs> okay. Next I, album. It will just be like, oh my God, featuring Julia Michaels. It'll be like, oh my God. That would be cute. All right. I'll let you manifest that for me. To the future. To us. And to us and to Ray. And your 20s. And, and the next chapter for you. Mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone, go listen to Ray. Ash, thank you so much for taking the time to talk and chat and get real and just being yourself because it's so wonderful. Oh, thank you. It's been such an honor. I've had a really good time. Yay. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Amazing. Yay. Yay. So fun. I just want to thank Ash again for coming on my podcast and taking the time. Make sure you check out her new album, Ray. It is absolutely phenomenal highly recommend anyways i will see you guys next week with a new episode oh feels good to say that again bye guys imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia the cia and the kgb that's where my new podcast begins this is neil strauss host of to live and die in l.a and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. 
how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes nearly 10 million dollars was all gone it's just unbelievable hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 